Danny Chip on the flow, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick, and we are heading to Richmond, which uh, this will be the first time we've seen the next gen car twice at a track. Second time. What was the first one? Hotlanta. Oh, that's right. I even put that in the rundown. Well, I didn't want to spoil it for everybody. I was making sure you knew what you wrote down. A lot of news. Like, you thought it might be a slow news week. Well, you know what's funny is on Tuesday, you were like, man, I don't know. There's not a lot of news coming out today. Yeah, maybe we won't do an episode. By the way, my sister who listens said that our, uh, our rapport is, like, down, like, we're not really mm. connecting. Very sad. The listeners wow. can hear. I said it was mostly you. Yeah. But that's all right. We'll we'll be yeah. jollying back together. Yeah. Uh so let's get into the news though. Uh well, I mean, the first one is that our report's down. That's the breaking news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just uh but the uh, but the uh first uh, news uh this one came out today. Bubba Wallace signs a multi-year extension with 2311. They don't say how long, but just said that it was multi-year, so it could be two. Could, could be, be 12. Yeah. Could knows? be 23. Could be XI. <laughs> uh, he was the inaugural driver of the team, gave them their first win at Talladega last season in the team's first poll last week uh, at Michigan. Comes at a pretty good time for Bubba. Uh as he has four consecutive top 10 finishes heading into this announcement. Yeah, so they have their lineup, I would think, filled out for 2024 with uh, Reddick and uh, Wallace. Since it's multi-year, it's got to be at least 2024. Doesn't uh, say what happens to Kurt Busch, who is... uh, But could they buy a third car? Well, we'll see. Charters are going for a lot of money. It depends on how much uh, Mr. Jordan and Mr. Hamlin are willing to pay out. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of Kurt Busch, he's going to be out again this week. He'll be replaced by Ty Gibbs. Um, He's still not cleared after that accident at Pocono. So this is the fourth consecutive race that he will miss. Uh, And as we've mentioned, this could be a really big thing if we get that 17th winner. Kurt is currently 15th in points, uh, 47 behind Chase Briscoe. Uh, The tiebreaker, if they go over 16 uh, winners, is race wins and then points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say at this point it's alarming. Like I'm alarmed. Yeah. Now, I'm, I don't. Uh, I don't poo-poo uh, concussions. Like I work with a, a soccer team, and there's an alarming number of concussions that the soccer players have, and some of them get over it in a couple of weeks, and some of them long after they retired, they still feel the effects. So, yeah, um, it's interesting because I mean it was a pretty hard hit, and so. Hopefully, yeah. Kurt is able to recover and get back out there because he was having a pretty good season. Now, how about this scenario? What's that? Kurt Busch comes back next week. Yeah. He, uh, we're at Watkins Glen next week. At Watkins Glen. He, him, and uh, Bubba Wallace are pretty close in points. Say Martin Truex wins this week, and then Bubba Wallace wins at Daytona to give us 17 winners. But Bush is ahead of Bubba Wallace for the last spot in points. Wow. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, would Kurt let Bubba be in the playoffs since he's not feeling up the stuff? Or... <laughs> It'd be interesting. 
So, and then we got the, but we thought this was the absolute big news coming into the day. Yep. Um, Noah Gregson is in the, uh, going to be in the 42 Petty GMS car in 2023. The number 42. Did I say number 42? Yeah. A lot of times I don't remember what I said <laughs> three seconds ago. Big move. Big move. That was one of the cars. Like once Ty Dillon was pushed down the stairs, they're like, "Who are we gonna put yeah. in that car?" I thought Noah Gregson might wait to jump in the Colleg second car, but I know AJ Allmendinger. They like having run the road courses, and they like having some flexibility. So they may not might not be willing at this point to uh, to commit to one driver for that second charter they have. Um, I think it's a it's a sleeper good move for Noah. Um, I think uh, word on the street is Mari Gallagher isn't afraid to spend money, and Eric Jones has been trending up this year, uh, from the beginning of the year till now. So, I'm pretty sure you said last week that the when the Ty Dillon news broke that you said the 42 is the car where drivers go to right off into the sunset. I did some more research. <laughs> that was more when the 42 car was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of like this move for Gregson because kind of like how we talked about um, in the recap is, you know, with this next gen card, it's not very similar to the Xfinity car. So the longer that these guys wait to make that full time jump, yeah. the farther along they're going to get behind. So, um, yeah, I thought kind of colleague, but I think they, you know, they're going to want Almondinger in the road courses. So gives them a better chance to win than Gregson. But, I mean, I like the move. I like Noah Gregson. I think he's really good in the Xfinity series, and I think it'll be a good move. Now, at any point, does Xfinity get uh, a next-gen that's closer to <laughs> – because I would think NASCAR wouldn't want the cars drifting apart. Yeah. But – I guess it would just be up to the teams. Maybe once you get the next-gen settled in and yeah. the teams can afford it a little bit more. So but... uh, then uh, whenever someone goes somewhere, there's always a thought, like – who replaces uh, Gregson at the uh, number nine car for junior motorsports. Three things, three or four things I saw bantied around uh, on the same day, sort of ironic that they mentioned uh, Gregson moving Josh Williams. Uh, it was announced he's parting ways with BJ McLeod and McLeod motorsports. And I don't know if you remember the race last year that Dale jr. Was in him and Josh Williams had some spurted racing uh, going on and uh, Dale raved about Josh Williams for weeks after that event. Um, so that's one name I saw bantied about. Another name, friend of the program, Carson Hostovar. I saw him, uh, his name uh, bantied about in the Twitter, uh, Twitter sphere. And Raja Karuth, who's currently leading the ARCA standings. And then the fourth option I saw is they shut down the number nine car as they're trying to start saving up money for an eventual run at the cup series. And they're going to need a lot of money because we're going to talk a little bit later about what charters are going for. You want to know my dark horse pick? Who's that? Take over the number nine. Sammy Smith from the Xfinity series. There you go. But cause Dale's always very high on him. Yeah. Uh, picked him to win at maybe it was Michigan or yeah. Pocono. Um, but yeah, he's and you're like, why is he picking him instead of his yeah, driver? one of his drivers? Oh. But you know, he's just uh, you know, he's just a part time guy for Joe Gibbs Racing in the number 18, but um, drives uh, in the Arca series 
full time for a lot of that. A lot of that stuff that could be a move, but you gotta. It all involves how much Sammy Smith might be tied into the Toyota racing development and if he can get out of that because then he could you could see him move to the 54 if ty gibbs moves up to the 45 and expanding so Uh, speaking of junior motorsports yeah sam may are going to be returning uh in 2023 having a solid first full season in the xfinity series he's ninth in the championship standings after 21 races uh with only five uh, races left in the regular season he's got eight top fives 11 top tens still looking for that first win though yeah, this really was not shocking news at all. Um, but at some point, you got to announce it when you're doing one-year deals every year. Uh, so that's that. Next one, uh, Lee Greenwood. He's going to sing God Bless the USA prior to the Kansas race on 9-11. Not much to say about that. Yeah, just, just America. America, baby. Just America. Um Next news, I don't even know what to make of this. A lot of names I, I recognize, but I really don't know what any of them do. Speedway Motorsports promotes Robert uh, Rampage. Uh, it could be Rampage. I've never heard it uh, said aloud. I've just read it. And they hire Mark Faber to be uh, to an executive leadership position. So what it is is Rampage or Rampage will be senior vice president of government relations and deputy consul and Faber will, will replace him as Texas motor speedway executive vice president and general manager. So the one question everybody has, it's will unclear, this move, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will this move help the racing at Texas motor speedway? And right now it is unclear how any of this will make the racing suck <laughs> any less than it does. Um, I mean, we got lucky. We were bad. Wouldn't it be it sucks more than sucks less? Can't make it suck anymore. Will this move make it suck more or less? We don't know. Yeah. We were lucky. We got to be back in, you know, we know people. Uh, we got to be back in the pits. And that was exciting. Yeah. But it took away from the way that, uh, took away from the fact that the race was sort of, eh. But shout out to, uh, I think it was the 15 wrecking, yeah. so we could stand next to Brad Kozlowski's. Yeah, you know, they or, uh, yeah, it was Kozlowski after. So, uh, DNFs are up, uh, after 23 races in 2022. Um, credit goes to Jay Ski for crunching those numbers. I don't want to steal their, their math. It is up five, uh, 55.555 repeating, of course, uh, more cars are leaving the race before the final lap than through 23 races of last season. And it's the highest total after 23 races since 2017. What do you think is causing that? I don't know, but I personally was shocked by the numbers because the number of times this year we've thought a car was done and then the car comes back. Yeah is a lot but or, you I, know you can hit the wall or you can bounce off somebody pretty easily and it doesn't yeah the cars you. seem a lot more resilient the only thing I, I gathered is there's a lot more incidents where a car like gets a flat tire due to an accident or whatever and then they can't get back yep. to the the pits without tearing shit up like they did in south central <laughs> that's from a rap song so yeah, just a, a sort of uh, surprising numbers. I thought 
I didn't know. I couldn't tell you whether it would be more or less, but I definitely didn't think it was 55.555555% more. Yeah. And then like, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe there's just more wrecks too, just in general. But I mean, like you had the big one at Indy or, you know, a couple guys get taken out there. You had the big one at uh, Michigan that took a bunch of guys out. Yeah. So credit to Jayski for uh, crunching those numbers for us. Yeah. Uh, speaking of some numbers, you've kind of alluded to this. NASCAR charter value is believed to be $20 million. Uh, Starcom Racing sold theirs to 2311 for $13.5 Uh Colleg bought their first two for reported $10 million apiece. Uh, so pretty interesting to see how that changes or how that affects, you know, as you mentioned, Junior Motorsports moving up or uh, 2311 uh, getting a new charter. But Twenty million dollars. And night. we, I mean, we bandied it about, and then we we ended up not doing it. But like, we would have been worth us spending that eleven million for the for the charter last year, and then we could have leased it out this year to someone, Rick Ware, or you know, maybe maybe Mark Mike Harmon Racing wanted to go up the cup, and we could have just leased it for like a dollar, and we would have still made seven million, eight nine yeah. million. Well, well we missed out on that. to see how much more that jumps up with the new TV deal, especially if money comes back to the teams. Well, that's why they believe that went up to 20 million. So maybe if the TV deal is under what they thought it would be, it might drop back down. Yeah. But some big doings at the uh, NASCAR Productions facility. They're going to build a new state of the art facility, It'll be 58,000 square foot. Uh, and it'll be built on land adjacent to the NASCAR R&D Center in Concord, North Carolina. will house about 125 NASCAR productions and Motor Racing Network employees. Um, they're continuing to make significant investments in its productions, infrastructure, and technology to deliver first-class live event production and content. So when was the last time a company said, hey, we want to build a new facility, and someone's like, hey, you want it to be state of the art, and they're like, "Nah, let's make it shitty." <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a good point. Uh, so that I mean, that's. Uh, I was surprised. They said they did 500 live events, and I, I mean, I'm guessing that stuff on their website, as far as the 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 video blogs and stuff, 500 seems like a high number, but I guess they do. I guess, I they guess they're probably counting in uh, uh, MRI, series. Yeah. And... So a lot of stuff churning out. Uh, no, this is sort of news. We might have been able to save it, but I figure we, like I put it in before we got a lot of news. Maybe we should cut it out and use it later. But uh, Marco Andretti will make his uh, debut. I hate saying Charlotte Roble because I'm not a big fan of the Charlotte, Charlotte Roble, but he'll be making his debut for... Uh, big machine racing which you know what that means he's gonna race okay but then he'll crash and finish lower than jade buford would have run um anyhow marco uh his grandfather mario uh everyone knows who that is he's synonymous with racing he made uh 14 cup series starts in his day including winning the uh, 67 daytona 500 uh, Marco will be the first Andretti to run in NASCAR since John Andretti ran in the 2010 Daytona 500. Uh, John, who is Marco's father's cousin, whatever the shit that makes him, uh, he won the Pepsi 400 at Daytona in 1997, and he won the Goodies Pain 500 
1999 at Martinsville. So he showed he could win on like two totally different tracks. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds and, like he needs to do a Daytona instead of uh, well, he's a road course because the he died. No, I'm saying. Oh, you mean Marco? Mar- oh, yeah, Mar- yeah, yeah. The Mario won at Daytona, and then yeah. And then Jeff Andretti, he uh, ran three NASCAR truck races in 1999. Michael Andretti has never been man enough to run in NASCAR. Uh, so that's a little, you know, catching up on what the Andretti's uh, in NASCAR. Yeah. Life in the Andretti lane. Yeah. Uh, really nice house out in uh, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Big uh, estate out there. Um, all right. So if you're ever out that way, they do a really good... Uh, I think they have something around Christmas, unless that's Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I get Bethlehem and Nazareth mixed up. Uh, last bit of news uh, for this week: Chris Wright and East Motorsports part ways. Uh, Chris Wright will be replaced by Chad Chesting uh, this week in uh, seventeen races at Nice. Uh, his best finish was fifteenth at Circuit of the Americas. His average finish was twenty five point five. Yeah, and I feel like. Uh... Oh, Chris Wright was plucked more times than the Rosa Tralee this year. It's always it seems like, if not the first time, first wreck of the race, always pretty early. You saw Chris Wright involved in something. So I remember was... when we used to pick who would bring out the first caution, <laughs> <laughs> and then we realized that would be uh, that would be uh, like if drivers actually listen to the podcast, they're like, "I don't want to be on this." They said, "I suck." <laughs> you, I think I picked Quint Hauf, and you picked Timmy Hill. And then we had Quinn Hauf actually uh, on the show. show. We should have told him. Yeah. He probably was up to. He's having a baby. Is he? He's having a baby and he got involved in some. uh, It's something to do with iRacing. I think he gives, might give iRacing lessons to people. And uh, I think he's probably holding out for a cup ride. Maybe he needs to just get back into ARCA or something, you know, work his way back up. Maybe do some Xfinity. Work your way up like uh, Josh Perry did, you know. Yeah. So now to the actual racing, you know, yeah. we got covered all the news, we covered all the goings ons and this and that, but now we get to the part that everyone's gonna love this weekend. We're at Richmond Raceway. Yeah, the race will be a Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern on USA Network, the Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR radio coverage starts at 2 p.m. 300 miles, 400 laps at the quarter of a mile track, three quarter mile track. Uh, stages of 70, 160, 170. What a oh, weird gosh. breakdown. Yeah, that is weird. Are we sure it's a 500, Auto Parts 500 Federated? It's 400. Oh. I'd messed up. <laughs> I'm willing uh, to take, Chase I'm Young willing will take, be. I'm huh? willing to take the bullets. I effed that one up. That was no, That's all right. Hey, as long as you own up to your mistakes. Uh, Chase Young will be the honorary pace card driver. He is currently a defensive end for the NFL's Washington Commanders. <laughs> Redskins. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was the 2020 NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Pretty badass um, player. So I mean, I hope they, they the pace car hopefully has doors. I don't want him having to go through the window. Although he's pretty <laughs> athletic. I think he can make it through. Yeah, I think he'd be able to. Uh, this is the second time we're at Richmond this year. Denny Hamlin got the win. Uh, in April, I believe is when this was only the second track the next gen cars making a repeat appearance at. So we'll see who has the best binder full of notes. I speaking of binder full of notes, Richmond is a sweep friendly track. They've had uh, 10 sweeps there and then 11 different times drivers have won consecutive races. So, uh, 
if you're setting your lineup, don't be afraid to pick Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Did you actually set your lineup this week, or are you going to get zero points again? <laughs> no, I'm keeping my streak of 22 weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, we've got nine active winners in the race. we got Kyle Busch, who has six wins but hasn't won since he swept uh, at Richmond in 2018. Uh, Hamlin has four wins, including the one earlier this year. Kevin Harvick has three wins. All of those came before 2014. Martin Truex, who's the odds-on favorite this week, has three wins, including a 2019 sweep and a win last season. Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano have two wins, as does Kurt Busch. But as we mentioned earlier, he will not be running. Uh, Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson have one win apiece, uh, as the Hendricks contingent just have two combined wins uh, at the track. But you know who's been dominating at Richmond is Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah, uh, if someone's giving you... Uh... Joe Gibbs versus the field. I would take it last 10 races at Richmond. L listen, to these numbers for their four drivers. We got Denny Hamlin, one win, eight top fives, eight top tens, best average finish in the cup series at 5.2. But the most wins is Martin Truex. He's got three wins, seven top five, eight top 10 average finish is 6.1. And then Kyle Busch, not to be outdone two wins. Three top fives, nine top tens, average finish is 6.9, and he's the only driver in the series to finish on the lead lap of all 10 of those races. And then Christopher Bell, he's only run in four races because he was a rookie a couple years ago. Uh, he has uh, two top fives, three top tens in those four races, average finish of 7.0. And then when we are looking at the standings, we only have three races left. We got Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona. And despite being billed as the win and you're in, only seven racers have actually clinched a spot in the playoffs. That's Chase Elliott, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, and Denny Hamlin. Getting a second win uh, would clinch spots for any of the eight drivers who already have a win. Uh, Blaney and Truex could also clinch their spot with a win. Um, and then another, uh, a bunch of other opportunities and possibilities on points alone, uh, with Christopher Bell in the best situation. Yeah. Like they, they, like the NASCAR notes listed all these scenarios and ass load of them. And I was like, well, I'm not even going to break those down. Let's wait till this race is over. Then next week we can get into it more, but I, yeah. I definitely see Christopher Bell probably locking his way in, barring an accident of some sort. And then, uh, that's what we got. Then uh, Chase Elliott, he can clinch the regular season this week with 58 points. That's a big ask, though. The uh, 60 is the most you can get. And I want to say only once this year has someone gotten 57 points. So. Yeah. So he would have a season high. Do you think we'll get BOGO for winning the uh, regular season? Uh, we will text tutors and see. Yeah. And we still got to work on Cheddar's getting us Bogo, um, uh, Monte Cristos if uh, Tyler Reddick wins. All right, so I got to we'll, we'll do some foreshadowing. So last week, Harvick ended his 65 race losing streak. Who do you think will break the next one? We got Chris Buescher, 218 races, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 186. Uh, Justin Haley, 113. Eric Jones, 103. Cole Custer, 78. Austin Dillon, 77. Michael McDowell, 58. I mean, I got to go Eric Jones. Um, the two, I don't think. Have any. Justin Haley, Haley really hasn't. Uh, I mean, he was a guy has a Daytona win, but he really, really hasn't. Uh, this year, he really hasn't hit much on Colleague. Yeah. Um, I think they're still catching up to speed. 
Cole Custer has not looked good. I like Chris Busher too. And then McDowell and Stenhouse, you always got to have them up at the front at super speedways. So they're always in contention. But I think every single track, your top two chances are probably Eric Jones and Austin Dillon. Yeah, I would agree with Eric Jones. You have more of a chance. Of, but, you know, with at the super speedways, I think you got to go with Stenhouse or uh, yeah. Michael McDowell. But I think on any given week, if you were just to randomly draw, I'd take Eric Jones to snap his 103 uh, race winless streak. Uh, it's time for some featured matchups. The first one, we got Kevin Harvick versus Denny Hamlin. Uh, this is a fan vote winner. They dueled it out all 2020, only to have neither of them win the title. Do you know? remember who won it that year? Oh, Chase Elliott. I like him. <laughs> uh, last week, they were the two best cars, um, as we mentioned with Harvick snapping his 65 race winless streak. Uh, I got to go with Denny here. I think he's the clear choice. As you mentioned, I mean, Harvick's won here, won last week. But all those wins at Richmond came prior to 2014. And I think if you're him, you probably partied a little bit this week. Yeah, and it's really hard to bet against Joe Gibbs racing at Richmond. So, yeah, I'm going Denny Hamlin also. Nice PJs, Denny. Uh, Then we got uh, the next one. We got Penske versus Penske action. They got Ryan Blaney versus Joey Logano. Blaney did win the poll here earlier this season. So he's got that going for him. But uh, Joey Logano has... He's almost been as good as those Joe Gibbs racing cars the last 10 races. And in the last six races here, he's got four top fives and a driver rating average of 105.6. I'm going Logano. He's better at this track. Like I said, he has seven top fives in the last 10 races at Richmond. Yeah, I'm going to go with Logano too. He's been red hot in the last two races, um, finishing sixth and fourth in Indianapolis and Michigan. And then looking at just that Blaney at this at Richmond, he only has two top 10 finishes uh, in 12 races. So, I mean, he won the pole, but not a lot of success there. The third matchup, we got uh, JGR versus JGR, or Kyle Busch versus Martin Truex. Um, we've already kind of documented the prowess of these guys um, at Richmond. Uh, this is, this I think, where we disagree. I'm going to go Kyle Busch. Yeah, I got... Uh... Martin, I got him driving away and getting win number four at Richmond. Um, All right. Locking himself the... in, locking himself in. Then poor Ryan Blaney's on the outside. Yeah, oh, no, Ryan. Win. Uh, what was that? Mean... What's that advanced auto commercial? Uh, I, I got the, the, the awful one, Joey Logano. I'm at the pump. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not AutoZone, is it? It depends on it's what it's on. Oh, I thought it was Advanced Auto is Parts. It? Oh, it might Yeah, because be. they get a discount using an Advanced Auto Parts car you save at the pump. Oh. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, our last matchup is Chase Elliott versus Christopher Bell. Not really sure the hook behind this matchup, but who you got? I got uh, Bell. Joe Gibbs Racing. Plus, Elliott's finished out of the top ten the last two races. He might be washed up as far as a driver. <laughs> Uh, I like uh, Bell as well to beat Chase Elliott, as you mentioned, success. Um, but yeah, I like Christopher Bell in that one. Long shot, though, uh, I'll go first. I'm going to go Austin Dillon. Finished 10th here in April. Uh, he's also got a top five and four other top tens in his career here. You only picked him because you love all those reality shows. Your uh, favorite yeah. reality show. Oh, I don't know. I got I got all these shows DVR'd. I gotta watch 
the bachelorette and i gotta watch uh big brother and i gotta watch life in the fast lane <laughs> and i gotta watch chrisley knows best yeah that's a good one <laughs> And uh, I gotta watch the Miz. <laughs> That's not a documentary. I gotta watch the Miz, 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 and whatever. Yeah, Miz so that's why you pick. I don't know. I don't watch reality TV. I just see the commercials played ninety-two times every uh, race. Well, I, I need to start watching Bluey. Oh God, Bluey, man, Mark. All right, and my guess, probably Marcus Ambrose watches Bluey. I guarantee it. <laughs> Over there in Australia with his kids, put another shrimp on the Bobby. A uh, long shot, I got you mocked me, but he's a clear long shot because he's going in at a hundred to one. So if I bet a dollar, I'll win a hundred. Brad Kozlowski, second straight week, I'm picking him. He's a long shot because they've sucked so bad this year, but he has an average finish of 8.2 the last uh, 10 races at Richmond, including a win. All right. So a lot of not many times you can pick someone as a long shot who has a win at the track. All right. But so it is for RFK racing this year. Who you got to win it? Well, like I said in uh, my uh, matchups, I think Martin Trucks drives away and gets win number four at Richmond. I did find it that odd that he was the favorite, though. Yeah, I thought like, that was I would have thought thing. Denny Hamlin would have been the favorite. Do you notice how in the rundown you put win number five twice and it's win number four? Yeah. <laughs> well, I corrected it on the fly because you were going over who has how many wins. That I figured he had that four or five if he's the fa- like clear favorite. Yeah. And they talk about how he dominates at the track. Winning three times isn't dominating at Richmond. Uh, I'm going to go with Christopher Bell. As you mentioned earlier, uh, when we were talking about Joe Gibbs race and dominating here, the, he has a pair of top five finishes in four races. And then in the April race, he finished uh, sixth. And then in stage one, he was seventh. Stage two, he was second. So was running up front all all day. So I like Christopher Bell to win. There we go. Now uh, the uh, Xfinity's off. So everyone rest up and you come back next week at Watkins Glen. Uh, we got truck series racing though. It's also at Richmond Speedway. It's the Worldwide Express 250, uh, 250 laps, not 250 miles. Sort of sad. Um, race is Saturday with coverage starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Green flag at 8 p.m. Radio MRN and Sirius XM radio. Uh, 187.5 miles, 250 laps. A more even distribution on their stages. They are 70, 70, and 110. It will be a sad weekend for a lot of drivers uh, in Richmond. 42 trucks entered. Only 36 will make the race. Six are going to go home. So there's an outside chance one of our paint schemes won't even make it to the race. Uh, Most notables are the non-regular drivers in the race. We already mentioned the Chad Chastain. Younger brother of uh, Ross is running in the 44 for Nice. But we also got Lane Riggs back in the number 62. He finished seventh in his series debut and only other truck race uh, a couple weeks ago at Indianapolis Raceway Park. So keep an eye out for him. This is the second race of the playoffs. As a friend of the program, Grant Enfinger won the first race of the round of 10. Uh, So, yeah. 
Yeah, you didn't want to take a shot at the shot at the NASCAR nodes guy. No, well, I wanted you to because you're the one that. Yeah, it. whoever put the NASCAR nodes together, referred to as Thor Sport Racing's Grant and Finger won the first race of the round of ten. We all know. We talked to him in person. You were supposed to put a clip of the thing up after the win. And you oh know. yeah. Well, but, he'll uh, win it's this not too weekend. late. Not yeah. too late. Uh, anyhow, he, Grant was uh, dubiously relieved at Thor Sport, so he's not a Thor Sport. We can confirm he is not racing for Thor Sport. Um, just 13 truck races here. Uh, they raced here a lot, but then they took a 15-year hiatus, and now they are back. As one does. Yeah. Enfinger won here in 2020. John Hunter Nemechek won here in 2021. And I'm guessing the only reason they started racing here again is it was COVID year and they had to race at places sort of close to where all the teams are at in Concord and, or in outside of Charlotte. So there was like, hey, <laughs> Richmond's right down the street. Uh, so they're back and they seem to have enjoyed it. Um, and uh, four drivers have finished in the top 10 in both the 2019 and 2020 races. Those were Enfinger, uh, Ben Rhodes, Austin Hill, Tyler Angram. And as we know, Austin Hill's not in the race. So only three people in the race finished in the top 10 of both of the prior uh, races in recent history. Yep. And then when we look at the playoff update, Enfinger's locked into the round of eight. Uh, Zane Smith is 50 points above the cut line and should lock himself in this week. Uh, also, big cushion for Ben Rhodes. He's plus 36. And then Stuart Friesen, plus 28. John Hunter Nemechek and Chandler Smith are both 24 points above the cutoff. A little more precarious for Ty Majeski at plus 19 and Carson Hosevar at plus 7. Right now, if it were to end, the two currently out are Matt Crafton and Christian Eckes. They're tied for 7 points behind uh, Hosevar. Who you got to win, Tommy? I'm going, not really a shocker, but a shocker. I'm going Tyler Ankrum. He's the only racer to finish in the top 5 of both of those races they've had at Richmond. Uh, since 2019. So Tyler Ankrum, non-playoff guy, getting a win. Uh, I'd really love to see Enfinger win again. I think that'd be badass to start off the playoffs with two straight wins, but I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek. There you go. Kyle the, Busch Motorsports, looked, man. Yeah, he looked good last uh, last race. Um, I always want to say last week when we're talking about trucks, but then I remember they take like nine weeks in between races. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good the last time out. Paint schemes. We got uh, the fresh kicks, fresh kicks. Uh, Jordan Brand sh- like just shocked the world last year, impressed the world with the the shoe scheme. Uh, this year they're coming back. Poor Kurt Busch doesn't get to enjoy it. It'll be Ty Gibbs uh, rolling out in the forty five, featuring a look of the Air Jordan Eleven Concord uh, paint uh, yeah. scheme. So good looking car. Man Ross Chastain is back out in the uh, number one. Uh, be a moose.org, moose fraternity Chevy. It's got a moose on it. You know the rules. Yep. Food or animals, you're going to get it on the list. Uh, Austin Dillon in the number three, the Huck Performance Fishing Chevrolet. Uh, Brad Keselowski has got a pretty sweet one. Uh, kind of like on the hood of the car, it shows like the inside. It's like a painting of an engine uh pretty sweet and then it looks like it looks like you're like wonder woman or superman and you have a power to see through the metal oh so don't get confused when you're watching the race you didn't get bit by a spider or i'll be like oh my god where's the hood of his car (laughs) and then uh, 
I like this one, and we're not going to, sadly, we're not going to see it much longer. Take it in while you can, folks. M&M's on the number 18 for Kyle Bush. Very mm-hmm. sad that those two are parting ways. I guess not those two. There's like four M&M's on the card. Those five are parting ways. The green, the orange, yeah. the brown. The... And then uh, the trucks. Uh, Joey Gase at the number 20, uh, donatelifevirginia.org. Pretty basic paint scheme, but we're behind the uh, the charity there. And then 44, Chad Chastain. Chastain, uh, this week is brothers in the moose car. He's like, well, if you're in the moose car, then I can do the watermelon thing. <laughs> and it looks like a real watermelon. Like if I was a fan of watermelon, I'd gnaw into the side of that truck. Yeah. Um, they had the scheme ready to go. So they must have known about kicking Chris right to the curb for a while. <laughs> um, and then honorable mention, uh, one of our uh, favorites, Ken Schrader, he's running in the Pinty series where our parents for him north of the border he'll be in the number three auto parts center uh, i spelled that like a canadian uh, yeah. c-n-t-r-e-s um but yeah sharp looking paint scheme for for the main man ken schrader well there you have it there's our preview for richmond enjoy the races tomorrow we'll be back on tuesday uh, to recap Saturday's Truck Series race and Sunday's Cup Series race. Again, we appreciate you guys for listening. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde, and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride Harry High and now I've got the others on my side